What are you drinking? Uh, grapefruit. Oh, nice. Ever since I watched that video about the bubbles expanding. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. either going to expand out here or, or in there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So since this is like the first episode, I'm just going to do a little preface about what this podcast is about. And so um, growing up as the oldest sibling, I've always wanted an older brother and sister figure in my life and someone that would like look out for me and I could look up to. While I wasn't able to have that older sibling in my immediate family, I was extremely fortunate to have those like in the local church community, sports teams, work and school. And these people have like poured in their like time, their resources and their wisdom into me and they shape who I am today. And so this podcast is just about to highlight those relationships, um, bring on guests that have made significant impact on my life. And I believe that, you know, you could pick pick up a nugget or two, um, maybe a McNugget in Joe's case, because that was your first YouTube video, right? That was my first. <laughs> wow. Yes, that was my first ever YouTube video. You know, actually. <laughs> Dang, the McNugget. Wow. I It's been a minute. Yeah, it is. I was like trying to do some research on you before the podcast, right? Yeah. And so I was like, I wonder what his very first YouTube video is. And it's basically this video montage of pictures of yeah. him and the brothers throwing down on some nuggets. I think you finished like 80, right? Yeah, I finished 80. That oh wait, that's so funny. Um, <laughs> it, this was back when video wasn't really a thing yet. It was more you took a lot of pictures with digital cameras and stuff. So it was me and my cousins and my sister. I, this came up super randomly hey let's just go to mcdonald's and let's just try to eat as many chicken nuggets as we can so that was that was the thing because at that time i mean i still enjoy food a lot but i was just throwing down and i grew up kind of a chubby kid we can get into that later but um yeah it was just i don't know it's like a self-imposed challenge <laughs> i didn't win anything out of it we paid for it uh it was very bizarre originally the goal was to just finish 40 but i slammed through that and so it was like it was like a situation where we had to go order more. Um, and they gave us a tray of sauces. It was, it was a very wild experience. But honestly, after about number 60, everything started tasting like tuna. Just, I don't know what it is about meat, white meat especially, but when you have too much of it, everything starts tasting like tuna. Um, so, and then also the meat sweats are wild from chicken nuggets. Oh, oh my gosh. And I don't think it's the meat. I think it's actually the breading. Because I, wow, I, I think I smelled like a chicken nugget for a couple of days after that. It, it felt wild. It, it was a very uh, bizarre experience. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Chicken nuggets. Good times. You know, I got to ask. I'm sure, like, how, how, how much do you think the McNugget has changed since, like, I think it was, like, 11 years ago until mm. now? Oh, how much has... I see. You mean overall, like how much has McDonald's changed it in general? Yeah, like taste, texture, or just yeah. any differences you you. Yeah, yeah. Found. I bet I'm guessing that the Chicken McNugget hasn't changed much. I don't know if you've seen that seen that documentary from years ago where they were talking about how Chicken McNuggets are made and like the four different shapes or whatever that they're, oh, yeah, they're yeah. made in. I'm pretty sure that stayed the same. What I think has happened is I've gotten older and they don't hit the same anymore. So when I was younger, I mean, chicken McNuggets were the thing, right? I, and McDonald's, 
is probably probably my number one. Taco Bell is very up there, which we can get to. But I think, yeah, I don't know. Fast food for me in general, not just the chicken McNugget, I think it's just changed for me. And I think that just comes with age. Mm. Like back then, it could just be, oh, after school, I'm just grabbing some chicken McNuggets. Nowadays, it's kind of more of like a, dang, I need a late night snack. I need a nostalgia meal or something. Or I'm just on the go and I just need something very quick. That's when I find myself getting a chicken McNugget. So I think as my life has, you know, gone into a diff- different life stage, I think, I don't know. I don't know whether my expectations have changed or just the, my necessity for McDonald's has changed because I'm also eating other other foods now. That's true. Because back then, it, I don't know, it was either home-cooked meals or the occasional <laughs> McDonald's. So it was, like, it was like a reward meal, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of immigrant families can relate to that. Dang. But, yeah. <laughs> so it's... It's not necessarily the nugget has changed. It's it's you. You. Yeah, changed. I think so because I, I have to imagine, especially these these franchises and food. Yeah, they're not going to try to change their formulas as long as they can. Obviously, unless there's health factors, they will modify the menus. But I feel like the OG things, like the Big Mac. Well, you know what? The Big Mac for sure has gotten smaller. Mm. I think that's one hundred percent fact. Yes. Um, I thought it was me getting older and bigger, but nah. That <laughs> objectively, Big Macs are much smaller. They're I don't know, doesn't hit the same. No, nope. the ratio is off with the meat patty and the bread. Yes, like I I should not be biting into a Big Mac and getting just bread. I think something's wrong with that. You know what I mean? Oh my gosh, <laughs> you feel that, man? Peter got the uh, the roast beef sandwich at Costco. Oh, I've never had that. And. <laughs> Oh, he, okay. He opened that thing up, and it was like eighty percent lettuce. Oh just no, a stack no, of no. lettuce. No, Costco, please. <laughs> You're just so confused. Costco, every okay. This might be a a hot take, but I feel like too many things changed in the Costco food court after they got rid of the combo pizza, and and the Polish. Removing the Polish was life altering i feel like you know what i mean yeah (laughs) (laughs) i mean my friends still talk about it the polish man that was i mean that was my favorite thing i used to get i used to get a polish sausage a chicken bake a caesar salad (laughs) because i wanted to feel a little better about myself and honestly the move was taking the caesar dressing only using half of it on the salad and then putting it on the chicken bake (laughs) Bro, using as a dip, that was that was game changing. Um, but then for dessert, you have to get a churro in the soft serve. You know what oh I mean? Oh my gosh, the swirl. Oh, dude, do you remember like the Hagen Dazs like dipped ice cream bars? Oh, oh, I, dude, I still oh. have some in my freezer right now. I love those, and they have the mini ones now, so you just, I don't know, you just feel better about yourself, dude. But do you remember when Costco had it like it was like dipped oh. as you ordered? Oh, oh. oh my gosh. Yeah. No, those were those were game changing. I think they probably changed that because just the labor cost and just yeah. the time. That's true. Everything's all about efficiency nowadays, you know. So Yeah. Yeah, no, the, I not yeah, I remember. Those are those are so good. <laughs> Costco Costco's good. I feel like Costco overall is such a such a great place. Kirkland signature, you know. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. yeah. Kirkland signature apparel. If you're not into that, dude, very hype these days. Yes. Yeah. Oh, man. Yo. <laughs> before anything else, let's address the elephant in the room. 
Oh, oh wow. Okay. What happened at T-Mobile Park on Friday, August 11th? Oh, wow. This, honestly, this is probably the wildest sports moment in my life. Um, so, for anyone that doesn't know, T-Mobile Park is where the, Mar- the Seattle Mariners play. Um, long story short, for, the, for how we got there. Um, I hadn't been to a Mariners game yet this year. Just my, my life has been very busy. Um, but one of my friends finally organized a group outing. Um, for anyone that's familiar, if you go an hour and a half before when it opens, so the so the gates open, you can visit what they call the pen. It's like it's basically the beer garden of uh, T-Mobile Park. So me and a couple friends were there, grabbed some beers. We're just standing there, and this staff member comes up to me, um, comes up to the group and asks. If, if any of us are Alaska Air Miles members. And honestly, at first, when she was walking over, we were kind of all thinking, oh man, what is this? What is she trying to sell? Um, and so yeah, we're all like, yeah, we're, we are. And she she asked it, are any of you interested in participating in a contest? And I'm like, I'm th- in my head, I'm thinking, what, what could this possibly be? But, you know, I'm, I'm feeling good. The beer's been flowing, <laughs> you know, the first beer's flowing. And so I said, yeah, I'll participate, shoot, whatever. Um, and she says, okay, you have to sign this paper, like fill this out. And she's kind of explaining what it is. Cause you know, those, um, you know, those game events, like the, they do like running, they do all kinds of weird events in the middle of the middle of the innings. But for this, she said, you see a stand there and wave in the fourth inning. And so I was like, wait, what, what is this? And she was explaining as I was signing this paper, my friends are like, are you not going to read it? I'm like, no, who reads this thing? (laughs) I'm just signing it. They're like, you're, you're probably signing away your 401k or something. (laughs) Um, but she's explaining. So in the fourth inning, every every home game on a Friday right now, uh, T-Mobile Park Mariners and Alaska Airlines have put together a promotion where uh, a lucky fan can win a hundred thousand miles if a Mariner hits a home run in the fourth inning. Mm. And so I'm thinking, okay, great. I mean, let's just let's just try this. Uh, she gives me some instructions. She says, middle of third inning, come meet me here. Blah blah blah. We'll get you on screen and you, you just wave, all that good stuff. So um, me and my friends were sitting at our seats and we're talking about, wait, what are you doing? And I, for me too, I'm confused on what's happening. Yeah. I just kind of signed up for it on a whim. Um, third, middle of third inning, I walk up to this place, meet, meet a bunch of stuff. There's like, it's like eight to 10 people there. The moose is there, which is the mascot. Um, and there's a, there's a flight attendant from Alaska Airlines as well. And so it, a little bit of context by the third inning, it wasn't looking very good, as in the Mar- in the Mariners lineup for the fourth inning, we were going to be in the middle to the bottom of our lineup. For anyone that knows baseball, yeah, those are in general um, the ones that aren't very good at hitting. That, that's kind of and, and uh, in the first three innings, it was looking real not good in terms of people were getting out and and, and all that stuff. There were no, not many scores. Um, but we're standing there for the fourth inning. I've taken my pictures. I've done the whole wave. They've already introduced me as Joseph Park from Kent, Washington, blah, 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 blah. It was wild. Like I saw it afterwards on screen because honestly, I blacked, I blacked out <laughs> while I was doing it because I I personally don't re- like re-watching myself on screen or listening to myself. And I can only imagine in a crowd of 30,000, 40,000 people what that looks like on the big screen. Um, but we're standing there watching and... I don't know. It's like looking good, right? Because there's there's like run after run. There's a couple scores coming in. Um, we're moving through the lineup. And then we get back to Julio Rodriguez. For those who know, 
He's a he's he's 22, I believe. Yeah, 22 year old uh, Mariner baseball player who's he's basically a prodigy. Um, and I didn't think that we would get there. None of my fr- friends thought we would get there. But that was that's honestly the best chance uh, for a home run in general. And so we're standing there, me and the staff, and we're like, wait, is this happening right now? First pitch goes, it's a ball. And we're like, oh, man. Second pitch, just you hear this crack. And he's a, he's a right-hander, right? And in baseball, hitting an opposite field home run, so for a right-hander, it'd be to right field. It's, it's very difficult to do. Mm-hmm. But we watch this ball. You can hear the crack. It's wild, even from back there. He cracks it, and it's like in slow-mo. All of us are watching this ball. Because also the, you're starting to see like fans stand up. It's all in slow-mo in my mind. Um, it's, it's only a matter of seconds. But in my mind, I'm like, what is happening? I'm watching this ball. Watching this ball. Keeps going. We're like, oh my gosh, it's looking good. And it just clears the fence. And it's just mayhem. Because initially, the, the staff members had said, hey, if there's a home run, you, you, have to, you have to jump up and down, celebrate, all that stuff. And I was like rehearsing this in my head. But honestly, after that, I just black. I don't. Remember, I don't even remember what I was doing. I was for sure jumping up or down. I was like slapping the flight attendant. I'm like, what the heck is going on? Um, and then the staff is all shocked too because apparently only it's only happened once this year that someone else has won. Oh my gosh. Um, and I, I mean, just just statistically, just a home run in general is, is harder, right? Yeah. But yeah, it, it happened. He knocked in three runs. It was. It was the wildest moment of my life. And honestly, I thought all this was a gimmick, right? I feel like a lot of people think those things on screen are gimmicks. I was also in that in that realm. And now I'm buying a Julio Rodriguez jersey because, <laughs> I mean, he, he gave me basically... He's basically paying for a couple trips for me, which is wild. Um, but yeah, now those those miles are in my, in my uh, Alaska Air uh, account, which is wild. Um, but yeah, it... Wildest sports experience I've ever had. It was, it was it was crazy. There's like so many videos and so many different angles. And I had random friends at the park too that weren't part of our group that were wait, is that Joe? Like what is, what's he doing up there? Um, but man, it, it was so crazy. And we ended up winning that game. Uh, and the Mariners are on a very hot streak right now. Wow. So that was crazy. Julio. Julio. Thank you. Yes. Thank wow. you, thank you. It's crazy. How many miles was that? Hundred thousand. Which is, I think, equivalent to probably about a little over a grand, probably. So it'll pay for a couple trips. That's solid. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, who would have thought? Um, yeah, it was, I don't know, man. It was wild. I still, when I watched the video again, and the Mariners <laughs> actually sent me a video too that they, that put, that they put together. But uh-huh. yeah, it's crazy to think about. I, can't, I cannot believe that happened. It wasn't supposed to happen. It really wasn't. There was no way we were cycling through batters like that. But I don't know, man. The stars aligned. Mm-hmm. But you know that moment when you just when he hit when he when when I heard that crack, I was like, oh my gosh, I think it's happening. You know that that small small thought. You're like, oh, it's happening, <laughs> man. Seriously, slow mo. It was crazy. Oh my god. The flight attendant is going crazy. I'm on video. You can see him. You can see him say, "Are you kidding?" <laughs> so crazy. Yeah, man. Wild, wow. love it, love it. But yeah, that was probably the most hype moment. I like I had already been. I was in a cup. I was a couple beers deep <laughs> at that point. But I basically went instant sober after that happened. Oh it was wild. Gosh. Yeah, yeah. 
I also was planning on eating more food, but I was so just hyped. My adrenaline was rushing. I didn't eat anything after that. Yeah, I was I was like planning on getting a hot dog and stuff, but no. Out of the fourth inning, I was just elate, in elation basically the whole the whole game. Did you even sleep that night? Oh, I slept, <laughs> but man, I was I kept rewatching the videos and stuff. It was, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. There's something about that kind of experience where where you just I don't know, it just gets you excited. And that's so human though. Yeah. You know, it's an very it was such an unexpected thing. Oh, and you know what's wild? I forgot to mention this, but uh. We were originally all supposed to meet up at the Beacon Hill Park and Ride to take the link uh-huh, down. Okay. But last minute before I left my house, I texted him. I was like, hey, you know what? No, I'm going to I'm gonna park near the stadium. I want to go a little bit earlier. So I booked like my parking at um, uh, near the field. And I ended up going earlier, met those friends. So it's just like everything had to kind of fall into place. Yeah. You know? And yeah, I don't know. Because I'll, honestly, it's a random... It's a random choosing, right? Like the staff yeah. member could have approached anyone that was there. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. I just got to believe that it was meant to happen, you know? Yeah. This is crazy. It's still crazy to think about. I. It's. Yeah. It's, it's wild. Yeah. Man, I was thinking it's like, it's so Joe to say <laughs> yes, though. Oh, You're yeah. like, why not? <laughs> I had to. Got it. I. Yeah. I felt like. If I didn't, I would have missed out on something. At least the experience of it, right? Yeah. Um, and then I can say that I have done that. I've, you know, no, it's legit. You know, that kind of deal. So, And now everyone in my friend group knows someone that has been in that kind of event and won something. So now there's a the anecdotal evidence of that stuff. So, oh, love to see it. That's yeah. awesome. It's crazy. That's, that's for sure a once-in-a-lifetime experience, though. Oh, man. So, I think... One thing for sure I wanted to talk to you about was you were in Korea for six months last year. Yeah. Um, for work. Yeah. And I think maybe like hmm, overall experience might be a little broad, mm-hmm. but maybe like what are some like big culture shocks? Because wow. I know obviously there's like differences. Yeah. But yeah. Even with like living or even like working there for six months because that's is that the longest you've been in korea for that long yeah for a long yeah for an elongated period of time i think that's the longest i've been and for a professional reason mm. um i i've been i have visited korea i'd say every single year since i can remember because mm. my parents really wanted to make sure that um i kept connected with my family and my cultural roots and all that and so for sure but it, was, it was my longest period yeah Dang. yeah yeah but Maybe, like, what was kind of, like, something you noticed, like, right away that was, like, so different from how you ooh, grew up here? Ooh. I think, ooh, there's, there's a couple things there, and I'll probably miss a couple things, but the things that stick out to me, first of all, it's safe. It feels safe. Mm. Um, there's no guns allowed in Korea, and there's so much CCTV everywhere, so there's cameras <laughs> basically everywhere. Every car has a black box. Yeah. Um, so I think... In terms of crime, there's a little bit less of it, or a lot less of it, because there's a little more deterrent. Mm. So I felt safe like that. Like if you have a late night out, or if you're out with friends, or even if you're walking alone, I I ne- I personally never felt unsafe. Mm. Um, and I think what what else is there? I think uh, so. I was in Seoul, um, and 
luckily my my company provided all the housing and mm-hmm. you know all, all the uh, even even some they paid for cover some of my meals and stuff so it made it very easy but korea is just a very fast-paced country in general mm-hmm. i feel like especially in seoul um everyone's always on the go and i think korea has a very uh what do you call it, it it's very busy because it's so competitive is what i would say especially when it, in the work world yeah um it's hard to get a job just like just like it is here but imagine a, a much smaller country it's mm-hmm. even more competitive and so you can feel that not just in the workplace but just in life in general um for example if you go out to eat lunch during the during the weekday you'll just see you know groups of uh, people eating together they're, they're probably colleagues um you'll just see people that eat alone and just get in get out kind of deal mm-hmm. but people are just always on the go always on their phones always on their phones yeah um including myself but yeah you, like i i feel like no one is really i don't know communicating unless you're with your friends mm-hmm. um like if you if you get into like public transportation for example you get you hop on a bus or subway system which ah that's one thing public transportation is elite in korea um but everyone's on their phone they're doing their own thing they're just they have their headphones in ear uh airpods in um yeah and always busy i think korea what else was culture shock the recycling like the throwing away everything has to be partitioned out if anyone has been to korea like here yes seattle has some of it but you know your compostable your food and stuff has to be separated disposed of properly your plastics uh even uh your styrofoam separate your boxes are separate all that stuff and if you don't do that right and put it in the right place in the recycling center of wherever you live that you'll get caught because they they see that on cctv and whatnot Mm. um so that was a big thing it's nice because i don't know it i understand what it does for the environment but it's not nice in the fact that you can't find like a public trash can anywhere. Yeah. Only in certain areas. You yeah. probably notice in Korea oh too. Very hard to find. So you have to carry it until <laughs> you get to a place. Um, so that's kind of inconvenient, but like I get it. Three banana we use like, <laughs> yeah. at all times. <laughs> yeah. No, for sure. You got some random stuff. Um, so, oh, that's another thing is like if you take, um, if you go to Starbucks, for example, mm. or any place, they'll ask if you're going to take out or stay in, right? the number one the cost is a little bit different because in-house they also give you like the disposable or not the the reusable mm-hmm. yeah, like yeah. a mug or something whereas they'll give you the disposable um for a takeout so that's interesting and so there's kind of like a you can't take the takeout cup and then just sit in yeah. right which in america a lot of people do because they want to save it for later yeah. but here's a trick once you if you do that here and you're not done with your coffee or whatever juice whatever then you can just ask for a you know, take out yeah. once you're done. Um, and they'll do that for you. But that's another thing. Oh, what else was noticed? The weather is drastically different. <laughs> Very extreme. Um, Korea summers are... I, I sweat easily. And so that was miserable for me. Um, it was one of those where you just step out and you just can't breathe. Mm. Because it's so hot. I think global warming has something to do with that too. But it's like Southeast Asia weather... Yeah. Um, in Korea now too. Um, fall's beautiful. I love cold. Mm-hmm. So winter in Korea is my favorite favorite time. Dang, okay. I love being able. To, I I still wear shorts in the winter there. <laughs> I'll wear the padding, but or like the jacket. But I like having like a t shirt underneath. So that if I need to air out, just just hits 
Brad you run hot, bro. Oh, I run so hot. <laughs> Even now, I'm running hot. But yeah, love that. What else? I'd say the work culture is definitely different. I'm sure there are pockets here that are similar, but it's just so. I think a lot of Korean corporate culture is archaic. Mm. Um, hierarchy is very important. There's a lot of the. Uh, like what you know your role and your manager like all that stuff right there's a little bit of a respect factor on that yeah um, and not really overstepping that boundaries and pushing back where I feel like in America in general a lot of companies have allow that kind of uh, healthy you know tension mm. but I think in Korea a lot of times it's not like that a lot of times it's kind of you do what you're told um, you're given the instructions and it's hard for you to have a voice in it. So that's one thing I noticed for sure. Um, what else is there? I Korea, everything's so accessible, I feel like, in Seoul. Um, if you want to, I don't know, there's, there's convenience stores like every block, for yeah. example, that are open 24 hours. Um, there's, so, there's a lot of food everywhere. And uh, the one thing that I think is super interesting, and maybe this is, I don't know if this is interesting or more debatable, but mm. I feel like I've been hearing a lot of when people go visit Korea from the States, they're like, oh, everything's so cheap, everything's so cheap. But what they're not considering is, number one, the exchange rate yeah. is in our favor heavily. Absolutely. And then number two, the cost of living is just different. And also the pay is different. Yeah. And so if you take it one for one and you consider you know, how much less in general people make in Korea, it, it's not actually cheap. It's mm. just cheap for us. It's, it's more of a perspective thing. Yeah. Um, which I find interesting because I feel like these days Korea stuff, anything Korean is so hot. And I, especially on social media. I'm looking on TikTok and I see all these influencers going and they're like, oh, this is so cheap. I'm like, mm, eh, debatable. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought that was, that was super interesting because for us, something that might be like a twenty dollar meal could be very very expensive for someone that works and lives in Korea. Yeah, definitely. So there, there's like that, and then having the luxury of being able to take taxi whenever you want, just because I'm making U.S. dollar. Yeah. But I, I mean, a lot of people will sacrifice and be hot on the subway. Oh, subway! Oh my gosh! When they go on the subways during <laughs> during um, the true taken time, so <laughs> when you go to work and when you leave work. Yo, those hours are, oh my gosh. I mean, those I feel like are safety risks, honestly. If you've never been cramped on the number two line <laughs> at like 5 p.m., you, honestly, you, you haven't lived life yet because that'll make you feel alive. Like, I, when I first experienced that, it was, it's like it's like a bunch of zombies just moving through the, through the lines. It's crazy. It's crushing. And you have to you have to be very strategic about where you're standing or sitting, right? Chances are you're not getting a seat, but you got to, oh, where's, when's my next stop? What side do I have to get out on? Because you have to prep yes. for that, right? Because yes. the ins and outs of people, you're getting pushed deeper in. Um, but I don't know. I I personally haven't an ex had an experience of missing anything because I'm generally pretty aggressive and passionate about mm. everything I do. So <laughs> even when I'm leaving the subway, I'm like, I got to oh, I gotta get out. I gotta get. I don't care. All I do is I got to get out. But, yeah, um, I don't know. Dude, it's that Iowa State joke. Oh, <laughs> man. Yes, I, yes. That, <laughs> that's crazy. I don't know how many other people 
you know, from Iowa. But yes, I was born and raised in Iowa, which is wild. People are like, oh, Idaho? No, 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 no. <laughs> Iowa. In the Midwest. It's where all the cornfields are. If you ever had corn in your life in the U.S., it's probably from Iowa. Maybe even some of the beef. It's all farmland oh, yeah. out there. Yeah. That's crazy. Dang. Born, born and raised in Iowa. When did you, like, move out of Iowa? So, my family moved to the Seattle area in 2005. Okay. Uh, we had a lot of family out here. So, this was after my freshman year of high school. I remember just being soft and crying because I was leaving Iowa because mm. I was leaving all my... I mean, to be fair, I had lived there for 16 years of my life. And all my friendships and all that were there. Dang. And we yeah. were leaving in the middle of my high school journey. Um, and so, it felt like the end of the world for me. All that corn you had together. Yeah. All <laughs> the corn and beef. Yeah. Um, we moved out, moved out here in 05. Um yeah, I mean, it was definitely for the better. Mm. Yeah. You know, that Korea venture was like pretty recent. It was like last year. Yeah. And so maybe like this is kind of like a two-part question, but mm. did you ever imagine yourself like working or being in a career where like you were able to like travel like that? Like mm. was that planned or something that like just kind of happened and oh um it's a little bit of all the above i Mm -hmm. so i work for a korean company uh, but in the u.s we have business out here Mm. but i did want to have that experience of working in korea Mm. but not necessarily for a uh, direct korean company if that makes sense so i wanted to be able to work in Korea in my current capacity mm. and so there was a, there was a way to do that there was an opportunity that presented presented and I'd, I'd asked for it so I at that point I had been at my company uh, over f- almost four years oh wow and so it was one of those things where I wanted to experience something different and work on a different project for the company yeah because the company's been growing a lot um, and so I asked my manager things kind of fell into place um, and yeah I mean I I think the I had to seize that kind of opportunity because not everyone gets that, yeah. right? And it's very, it's very unique. I feel like um, to have that kind of, kind of, kind of space to travel, work while on the U.S. dollar, yeah. um, being able to kind of see where my, you know, really experience my roots, you know, because luckily I, I am bilingual and I, I do business in Korean and English, and mm-hmm. so it was really a, a good chance for me to kind of. Uh, utilize that practice learn because yeah. it is different right yeah um and for me i don't really like being in a bubble mm. and i feel like a lot of people get stuck in that but I, I very much like experiencing things um in different capacities so it, it was perfect and then i mean i guess the second part to that was i i was fighting for this for this trip really hard because there was a girl i was talking to who, who is now my wife Ooh. um but yeah uh it I think all the things kind of fell into place. This kind of feels like the Mariners thing, but yeah, everything really fell into place. Uh, and yeah, I, I had to do it. I just had to do it. It was, it was great opportunity. Um, probably very unheard of. And I think even for my company that I was the first one to have that kind of experience where oh, wow. I'm not like formally moving to Korea, but I'm on an international project yeah. for an elongated period of time, right? So Dang. it was very dope. Dude, that's so crazy, man. Yeah, it's crazy. It's wild. Last year was wild. Because I remember we hung out before you left. Yeah. And you're like, 
yeah man I'm, I'm just super excited yeah work, work on this new project yeah am i i'm talking to this girl <laughs> yeah comes yeah. back engaged yeah comes back yeah <laughs> oh like married literally yeah. comes back engaged yeah and then crazy um, yeah a lot can happen in six months oh a lot can happen in in a couple months mm. yeah we went from uh, my wife and i we went from dating to engaged in four and a half months yeah i think i don't know just kind of know yeah, things fall into place, man. It's wild. That's so awesome. That's wild. Um, you know, there was something I looked up recently. Oh man, <laughs> those these these always concern. There's something I saw recently or looked up recently. Or <laughs> so, now that we're kind of backtracking a little bit from like where you are professionally, oh, yeah, yeah. and then, so if you guys don't know, at the University of Washington, there's the Yerang J. Park Undergraduate Scholarship. And I'm going to read like maybe the first two paragraphs of your post. So said college, you said college isn't for everyone, but it should be an option for everyone. I'm a firm believer in this and I've seen how much of a financial burden it can be to even consider going to college, let alone to avoid graduating without an immense amount of debt. Undergrad specifically is a crucial time period of growth and learnings in my opinion and i think it's important that people get the chance to make their own determination on its worth every individual is different and so that was posted 78 weeks ago i don't know the exact date oh, man. Yeah. but yeah i thought i mean man I, when i saw that post i was just kind of i just felt so happy you know because mm. it was like to, for you to be in a place now where, like, you can give back to communities, like, it's huge, man. Yeah. But to, like, I mean, I feel like people move on to their, like, professional careers and stuff. But um, to, like, look back and, like, because this is basically for the, the next generation that you're giving back to. Yeah. So I thought that was pretty inspirational. But also, like, even, like, during undergrad and stuff, like, was this something that, like, you've always, like, wanted to do? Was, like, mm-hmm. start something like a scholarship or um giving back in a way yeah yeah i i think i've always kind of had that just in general Mm. not to like toot my own horn but i feel like um what do you call it i've always wanted to give back and i think i've always kind of been that that way Mm. because i think i also you know received help received different things in my life where um i was in a place where I needed either guidance or some sort of extra help, right? And so even for me, when I was going through college, uh, I, I was on scholarship. Um, I was also working, but I, I had, I had, you know, applied for a couple scholarships. So I think those are the opportunities from a finance perspective, financial perspective, that could either enable or Uh, prevent someone from being able to go to college Mm -hmm. because even for me if i hadn't had those scholarships i think about um uh, kind of a side note like i personally it gives me huge anxiety if i have any sort of debt Mm -hmm. and so knowing that that was gonna potentially be the case um it, it it made me very stressed out and so I can only imagine for someone that's not able to get a scholarship or yeah. able to get any financial help on that, um, like what, what kind of burden that would be. And so I've always wanted to give back. And I didn't know what form that was going to look like, what form that would be in. 
mm-hmm. at that time. Um, but I knew for one, I'm a, I'm a diehard UW Husky mm-hmm. for one. Go dogs. <laughs> the, the go dogs. Um, and I think it, it's such a big, it is a public university, right? And so yeah. there's a lot of people that are going to be applying. Um, when I was growing up, I, I mean, I, we grew I grew up in a very humble middle-class mm. family as well. And a lot of my friends were like that. Right. And mm. then, but you could see also stark differences in different, you know, experiences and different, different people's family, kind of the nuclear structure of it. Mm. And so you could see people that, you know, they were always working. I have friends that started working when they were like 14. Right. Damn. And yeah. trying to make money, trying to help the family out. And then you have the opposite end where they don't really need help. Cause they're in a, very, a little bit of a better uh, financial place, I guess with yeah. family, but it always kind of intrigued me just the, just the range of things, right? Mm-hmm. And I think the, I think the big thing is you never really know what people are truly experiencing or going through, right? Behind the scenes, you can only see what's on the on the outside. And so, I feel like there are probably people that never talked about what their family do, d- did or does. Mm-hmm. Um, they probably didn't explain. Hey, you probably don't. I mean, probably because they didn't want to share, but. I'm working late nights. I'm taking you know full time classes, things like that, right? They're, I feel like yeah. everyone's in such a different situation. Um, and for me, like if I can, I guess you know help out in some capacity, then I feel like I'm doing somewhat, somewhat of uh, my part yeah. of doing good in the world. Because I don't know, man. I I've always I always say this too when I talk to my friends, but I feel like everything starts in a micro level, right? To get to a macro. Because mm-hmm. I'm not a millionaire, I'm not a billionaire. I can't change multiple people's lives, um, but if I can impact a little bit, I feel like that's what I was going for. Wow. Yeah. Because um, yeah, and, and the big thing for me was I wanted to make sure for this scholarship specifically that it was for people that really have the financial need for it. Yeah. Um. And, and really need that, and they so they have to apply for this and yeah. you know all that stuff and. But yeah, I don't know. I think for me, I want to continue doing that kind of stuff. I, um, philanthropy is definitely like something I want to do long term. Yeah. Hopefully I get to a point where I'm able to set up something a little bit bigger, or a little bit more ex- more reach, if you will. Because yeah. I don't know. There's always, there's so many needs out there, yeah. you know. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, yeah. Like you said, I'm, I'm, I'm blessed to be able to do something like that yeah. um, and, and just give back. It's very refreshing to see. Yeah. 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 I, I hope so. I hope I can make a somewhat of a positive impact, you know. Mm. So growing up, what was kind of like some lessons you you learned about like money, like from your parents Ooh. or it could be direct or indirect but just kind of like what was that like growing up for you yeah um so my mom she's a banker so she's very good with money my my mom always made sure to uh basically teach that hey like debt is bad you don't want to be tied to something um it affects you from in multiple aspects mentally emotionally physically spiritually um i come from a a christian background and i mean money's money can be bad right i think money money is an interesting concept for me these days Mm. because i feel like it's one of those you really can't live without it but also living with it can be a very dangerous 
uh, little black hole mm. because I think you have to be a good steward of your money and where you use it because uh, it can lead to you know negative paths, I feel like. And the, the biggest thing was, hey, make sure you just don't go into debt, right? Because I think um, that can become a, a, a rolling, how do you call it? A snowball effect of just, oh, okay, what's, what's $100 more? What's $200 more? So I think that was a big thing. And saving was a big concept when I was growing up. Um, tithing was a big concept yeah, as, uh, as we were growing up. Yeah, which, um, which I understand. But yeah, I think those are the big things is making sure that you, you save, uh, spend wisely. That was, a, that was a big thing, I think. So those practices started early for me. And I think for me, as I worked, I actually started working when I was 16 as well. Mm. Um, and that was kind of one of those eye-opening moments where you're like, wait, what? I only made, I don't know. 80 bucks today off of after taxes and all that like how is that possible yeah. you know things like that uh my first my first official job was american eagle outfitters at south center yeah wow yeah and i only did it because they offered the biggest discount with 40 percent yeah that's that's was, a lot bro it was a lot at that time it was a lot um so i became a professional jean folder jeans folder <laughs> They they teach you all that. Uh, Which makes you know, sense you're why you're such a big fan of new jeans. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, bunny bunnies bunnies unite! Yes, I am. I'm a huge fan of new jeans. Yeah, me and wifey are, are true bunnies. Dude, you, you guys are hardcore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so you worked at American Eagle. Mm. You, what would you say is kind of like your most memorable job? I guess like before starting your professional like my corporate career. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Um, I worked on the UW football team as a student equipment manager. What? Yeah. I worked there, uh, 2010 through 2012. Yeah. So I did three years of that. Um, that was very, it was very exciting. So basically for equipment managers, what you do is it's everything behind the scenes. It's, striping helmets it's cleaning uh lockers it's um making sure footballs are blowing up to the right specs of what your quarterbacks want uh it's issuing gear making sure that like if there's a broken cleat for example in a game that you're bringing the right one um you're going through practice helping helping run through practices the operations of it it's a dope it was a honestly the dopest job for a student um, in general, I feel like you're getting free gear, you're getting fed, man, the catered what? meals were wild. Uh, oh, travel. So we all rotated travel. No so way. any away games you would go to bowl games. So dope. Yeah. So I got to experience the holiday bowl and the Alamo bowl while I was working there. Um, but yeah, that was, man, there was, there was nothing like that. Honestly, it, it was, it was awesome. So after class every day, every evening, I'd be at the field, um, at Husky Stadium. Um, weekends, we'd be at home games, away games if I was rotated in. But man, it was so dope. So you got to, you know, like when I was there, uh, uh, St- Coach Steve Sarkeesian had just started. We had just come off of my freshman year, um, an 0 and 12 year, which is horrifying. So zero wins. Um, and Sark came in and was, was supposed to revamp the program and 
There was a lot of buzz around the program. Jake Locker was there. Oh, man, it was it was good stuff, man. Dude, how'd you get this job? It's awesome. Oh, man, that you know, that's crazy. So the the way I got this job was uh, on at UW, there's student mail called The Daily. And I happened to be flipping through it, and I saw this little ad, and it said student equipment manager, student equipment manager wanted or something like that, something along those lines. And I was like, wait, what is this? So I emailed them and, and all that, went for an interview, and I don't know, got the job. I think it was just, it was luck. Um, it was first, you know, I, I'm guessing I was one of the first ones to also apply. But mm-hmm. yeah, me and, it was like me and, how many guys were there? Man, that was over that was 15, like 14 years ago. Uh, yeah, me and like seven other guys got got picked to do that. Um, and I'm still friends with a couple of them, actually. Really? Yeah, we still talk about those days to, the, to this day because we were there for some crazy memorable games. Um and experiences, but man, that yeah, that was that was fun stuff, dude. You're like the epitome of shooters gotta shoot. Shooters got. Oh, you know what? I, now that I'm looking back, yeah, yeah, I guess so. You just you just pulled the trigger. You you went right ahead. Yeah, yeah. I guess I carried on. But that's a dope. That was the dopest job I've had, for sure. Dude, that's so sick. Yeah, man. It was just because I love football. My favorite sport, and so I was just around football every day, and it was. It's amazing, honestly. Iowa, yeah, because when you're born in Iowa and you're you're growing up in Iowa, you basically play every sport. So we're talking. What did I play? Sorry, football, baseball, soccer, uh, wrestling. Dude, wrestling. wrestling's crazy in Iowa. For those who know, oh, what else did we play? I played some tennis. Yeah, I, don't, I feel like you just end up playing all the sports because. It's such a big just everyone does just everyone does it but it's wild because man those boys are built different i had to stop wrestling in like second grade because those guys hit puberty in second grade i swear <laughs> they, they like double in weight and strength and i'm just sitting there as one of the only asian kids in school just this little scrawny little kid and just getting demolished and eventually it was just not fun you know um, that, it, it was so wild to see that the corn, honestly, beef fed, corn fed boys are different. <laughs> you know what I mean? Were you you're eating your miyoko with the craft cheese? Oh right? uh, yes, miyoko. <laughs> can you could you explain that a little bit? Oh man, miyoko with craft cheese. So this is uh, what is it? Seaweed soup, I guess. Yeah, seaweed yeah. soup. Um, traditionally, Koreans eat it on their birthday. Um, and my mom, when we were younger, when or when I was a child. Our doctor had said that, our family doctor had said, I need more calcium in my diet. So my mom was fi- trying to find all kinds of different ways. So I'm drinking a lot of milk. And one of the ways was she was putting Kraft Singles cheese in our bioku. And I, I don't know. I grew to love it. Um, there's multiple ways to do it. There's, there's the, you take a, just the, the, the soup and the rice raw. You take a cold piece of Kraft Singles, put it on top. Just take it as it is, you know, the opposite, the hot and cold mm. or you can let a slice melt in there make it creamy a lot of people will say it defiles it which i mean you can argue this right everyone it's like sriracha and hoisin and pho like we could we could argue a lot of different things I, I call it personal preference uh but yeah i i've been doing it since then uh, i still do it and it's actually wild because um i actually have met multiple people in my life that also do that because their parents started it for them no way oh yeah Oh yeah, multiple oh. multiple people. Yeah, and 
I actually brought this up in a, in a clubhouse once, and people were like analyzing this. There were chefs that were like, "What is happening? What are you? What are you doing?" Um, but yeah, so I mean, I'm not necessarily alone. I'm sure there are a lot more out there in the world mm-hmm. that just don't want to admit it, um, and most likely don't carry around craft singles cheese. But yeah, man, I, ten out of ten recommend. There's there's like a I don't know I don't know what to what to call it. There's like an umami just flavor to it. It has to be craft singles. Mm. It has to be the processed cheese. Uh, it just works, man. And I I mean if you to be fair if you look now a lot of the hype things to do in Korea is a lot of the stews and soups and whatnot they put cheese on them. That's you know what I'm so saying? True. So look I don't ahead of my time I don't know. You gotta get your calcium. Man. You. <laughs> Got it. I'm sure there were better ways to get my calcium, but that was just one way. Yeah. I still got to try that, bro. Mm-hmm. It'll be a good video. Yeah. 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 You know, you, you said something interesting about your job as the equipment manager. Mm. So I think I've been wrestling a lot with like trying to find fulfillment in my career uh. and f- fulfillment in my work and like there there's some arguments where like i've talked to a couple of youngs where they said you know what this job enough it, it it pays the bills it's tolerable for me i'm not out here like trying to find my happiness and joy from it yeah because i find it in my family or something outside yeah, yeah. of it and then there's like the complete opposite end of the spectrum where like i can't do this job because i don't love it you know what i mean yeah 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 for and sure i think maybe for you like where are you kind of at with your perspective about work and like mm. your fulfillment in it? Like maybe even now. Ooh. Oh man, this is, this is honestly a question I ask myself every morning. Um, right now as it stands, I would say I'm very, very good at my job, mm. but I don't necessarily love it. And I can't see myself doing it for another 30 years of my life. Now with that said, do I have an idea of what I can do instead not yet i'm still searching for that and i think life stage kind of changes that um so i got I, on paper I'm, I'm currently married um we haven't had our ceremony yet but that that's for another time um but i think as i have am navigating this starting a family i have to think about more stability for now mm. and what that looks like and honestly i do feel like uh just, I guess this is an example, but corporate does provide stability in some degree. It might not be what you like or what you want to do, but it does provide you know, your, your health care, your 401k. Yeah. Uh, there's a little bit of structure to it, but I feel like if you want to try to do your own thing, there is a little bit more unknowns and it is scary, right? And it, honestly, for me, I, I right now I need work-life balance and that's another thing that my job does provide mm-hmm. me where I have a lot of friends that are entrepreneurs, they, they do their own thing, small businesses. I feel like they're almost always on. And that, I can't see myself doing that right now. Yeah. Um, and always thinking about work, even on weekends, even when we're out, you know, maybe grabbing dinner or something. Like I, wanna, I wanna get away from my, my work stuff, you know? Totally. Um, but with that said, yeah. I mean, I'm also always in the search of, hey, what actually brings me joy? So I think, to what your other youngs have told you. For me, it is finding joy in the, everything outside of work for me. So I love I love playing sports. 
I love working out. Mm. I love finding new places to eat. I love people watching, you know? So I will go to a cafe and just sit, sip on some coffee. I'm, I, I love coffee. I, I got multiple cups a day. I'm, I'm very addicted. It's probably bad. Uh, that and Diet Coke are like my, <laughs> my, my thing. Um, but yeah, I, I think for me too, I, I'm definitely, um, I mean, you put it earlier, but yeah, I think I shoot my shot and everything, but that, that includes like experiences. So if a friend, for example, um, I, so I'm an INFJ, so usually I'm a planner, but mm. I also, I can be very spontaneous mm. and I enjoy that. So for example, if a friend were to hit me up, uh, I don't know, on a, on a Monday night, like tonight and was like, Hey, you want to go eat? I'd be like, yeah. A lot of people would probably be like, no, sorry, we have to plan this ahead. Yeah. Or, hey, you want to play? You want to play golf in two days? Yeah, let's go play. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, I think embracing those moments because the one thing that I know for sure is I'm getting older. I'm not getting any younger. Time continues to pass. I don't know how how healthy or athletic I can still be later on. Yeah. So right now I'm trying to embrace that. Um, so I still play in, for example, uh, intramural flag football leagues. Mm. A lot of my friends have stopped for you know life reasons injury reasons injury risk reasons but for me i'm kind of more of the man I, like as long as i'm healthy i'm gonna i'm just gonna enjoy that uh, until i can't mm. and i think that's i mean one could argue that's that's healthy or not but for my mental and for my emotional health like i feel great i'm so i'm is this can i reveal my age on this uh, i'm 33 uh but i feel great i feel like i'm 23 i, I really do from a I feel like a smarter 23 year old mm. right now. Do you know what I'm saying? Um, I just feel good. I don't know. I, I feel healthy. I am healthy. I get my annual checkup in Korea. So we're all good there. But um, I guess, I guess point being while I navigate this whole dang, what do I want to do for the rest of my life? Like what is work making money? Like I said, money, you have, you hate it, but you love it. Mm. Uh, making money, Building my family, being able to provide for my family. What does that actually look like, right? So I'm still navigating that. Especially as I think things have changed so much over the over the years. And right now, I mean, look at look at just the culture, right? I think there's so much, hey, you can do whatever you want. Which I don't think is necessarily true. I think there's a lot of, you have to be lucky. The situation has to be right. But more importantly, timing. Timing is, I think, 99% of the battle. Yeah, timing's everything. So, um, for everyone that that I don't know, there's so many YouTube and TikTok videos out there. Oh, you can do whatever you whatever you like if you put your mind to it. Mm, I don't agree with that. Mm. I think you can have that romang, so you can you romanticize that. Mm. But I think there is the realistic aspect of things, right? Mm. So when I talk to my friends, I always say, "Man, I I feel like I am." a realist idealist because I imagine both <laughs> mm -hmm. right like there is an ideal thing in my mind yeah I want to be retired and not doing anything uh, in the corporate world like I, yeah I want to travel I want to build a gym I don't know build a cafe like things that I enjoy right yeah. like I enjoy food the gym all that stuff but you also need the financial means to do that yeah. you need the time to be able to do that you need to be able to commit to that so I don't know I, I think um, it's important to have goals I, I, I don't deny that at all, but I do think you have to be, you have to level set, even with yourself, like what that tangibly looks like, right? Unless you win the lotto or something. Like, mm -hmm. what are you, you going to do with the financial situation? 
right? But I don't know. These are all very complex thoughts, I feel like. But I, I, I wrestle with this, honestly, on a daily basis. Dang. Yeah. Uh, oh. It's a lot. It's good. I, I like hearing you think out loud. Yeah, uh, it's a lot. My, my brain is very complicated. But also simple sometimes. Because I, I also like just sitting there and just trying not to think. Yeah. You know what I mean? Monterio. Monterio, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I just like sitting there and just... Just yeah. winding down. Yeah. Does the shooter have any regrets? Oh, wow. Have any regrets? I don't know if I... Hmm. I don't know about regrets, necessarily. I think... If I could go back and change some things, I think I would. Hmm. But also, then I think about if that had happened, then where would I be right now? I don't know if that would have changed. Like, what would that outcome be? What if I'm more dissatisfied with that outcome? Mm -hmm. So I try not to really think about that. I think from the regret standpoint, I think there's probably things that you could have done very differently. Mm -hmm. um, but also, I, I consider those learning moments. Yeah. Like true learning moments where, okay, that was the outcome. Probably shouldn't go that route or... That was probably not the right move, or, or what have you, right? Because you, you can call, you can talk about that context in any, or you can talk about that in any context in terms of regret, yeah. right? Um, but are there things I would have changed? Yeah, I, I think so. I think there's, for example, like my career. It's funny. I actually, uh, I went to college thinking I was going to go to med school. Mm. That was my original goal. I gave up that dream uh, halfway through my junior year. Oh, wow. Yeah. So yeah. So pretty young. late in the game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mainly because, damn, I, like, I don't think I wanted it that bad. I saw the people around me that were excelling in the classes and really wanted to be a doctor. And I said, oh, I don't want it that bad. That was, That's true passion. Mm. You know what I mean? And I, I don't think I necessarily had that. Um, but I feel like. But again, this is kind of the luck of the draw, the timing thing, right? Because in an ideal state, I wish I could have done something in sports, right? Because I, I consider, I mean, I consider myself decently athletic. And so had I been able to pursue that kind of route, I think I would have pushed for that. Hmm. But also, I think we're in such different times now. Like back then, there were certain things, especially growing up in a Korean family, there were certain subconscious expectations Right? Like, you're going to go this route. You're going to go to college, do this. Um, nowadays, that has changed drastically, I feel like. Yeah. But back then, it was still a thing. Like, even for example, when I started college, uh, doing computer science or becoming a developer was not a cool thing at that time. Dang. Yeah, that that has been over the past, you know, maybe decade, but, um, and I'm, wow, severely aging myself. But yes, it has been over a decade since I've been to college. Uh, but yeah, it wasn't. But things move so quickly, you know? Um, so I don't know if the circumstance was right for that, to be able to pursue what I wanted to do. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I don't know if that's a good or bad thing. Like I said, who knows what the outcome would have been. Mm. So I, I just try to not think about that because I can't change the past necessarily. But when I'm looking forward and like looking at now, what can I, what can I do? Because here, the one thing that I know 100% for sure is... You can't control basically anything <laughs> in life. <laughs> There's very few things in your control. Do you know what I mean? 
So I don't know. I just want to be at a place where if something were to happen, would I be content with what I've done to that point? You know, I think that's it. That's the way I want to try to look at things. Hmm. Yeah. It's on your katok, always forward. Yes, always yeah. forward, yes. Always. I try. Sometimes it's hard. Don't get me wrong. I have, I have days where I'm very much backwards, but um, I, try, I try to always move forward. Hmm. Yeah, man. Life. <laughs> Life is wild. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. Things change so quickly. I know. It's crazy. Wait, I was going to ask at the beginning. Did you think about a name for this podcast? Do you have some ideas in your head? Yeah, I think I'm still kind of spitballing with Brainstorming? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll see what we come up with. But Yeah. One, one, I think, idea I really wanted in the beginning was called just Transitions Podcast. Ooh. I feel like Ooh. we're always in some sort of transition. Uh, Ooh. Career, family, relationship. like, um, And it's just like this ongoing transition that yeah. we have to navigate. And so um, I think like the ideal audience, I think, was for... 16 and up kind of just like yeah 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 you know younger students um because you you know wanting that older brother sister figure yeah um but i mean the more like like when i was going to community college the more i, I was just like outside of like my bubble and just kind of out in the world i realized like no one really has it together oh yeah for sure like no one knows what they're doing man <laughs> no at all definitely not like even the professors i'm like dude no for sure. you're really good at teaching you're really good at what you do but like the life thing man like no who really gets it no i i, I don't think there's any expert at that like i said i think every situation is very different yeah um i in my in my life right now i have a lot of friends that are having kids and whatnot mm. and man you can read all the books you want you can have you can ask your surrounding moms and dads everything but dude all everyone says is very different when it comes to you know their own children what they're having to deal with and yeah. how they navigate things um no one has it together you just figure it out you know what i mean so i always laugh because i feel like a lot of people are like oh i don't know if i'm ready for marriage i don't know if i'm ready for kids dude no ain't no one ready hmm. like you're just you're figuring it out you're just figuring it out on the go you know what I mean? Because there's no, there's not necessarily a playbook. Because we're all human, and all humans are very different. Mm. You know. Um, but yeah, I, t- I take consolation in that because I-, I feel like up until a couple years ago, I thought everyone around me had it together. Yeah. I really thought there was like the picture perfect family, the picture perfect corporate worker, picture perfect student. Oh my gosh, look at that guy! Like, oh wow, everything looks so so pristine like white picket fence like all that stuff but no i i think as i've talked to people not just my friends but as i've gone out there and networked and whatnot and even at work everyone's just trying to survive (laughs) everyone's just trying to live life and survive like look at the COVID 19 pandemic man that that tested so many people if not everyone yeah yeah and i feel like that was a very 
grounding moment for a lot of people. Again, back to the whole control thing, right? You lose control over a lot of different things. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, the trans- Dude, transition is a great name. I think you got to work off of that somehow because I-, I do think we're constantly in transition. Yeah, I mean, the world is always in transition, right? Like, everything is just everything. The weather, time. Yeah. Oh. Dude, I'm actually really glad you said that because this is like the name that I had like during COVID. Mm. And Mm-mm. you know, like some things you're just like, your gut's just telling you like, this is it. Yeah, that's the one. Okay. Yeah, I think that's the one. Right, that was that was easy. Yeah, Thanks, no, Joe. that's a great, <laughs> man. That's a great. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Like I said, you can modify it. I don't know if you want to. Include your name. Just transitions. You know what I'm saying? It's fire. <laughs> but. Yeah, I feel like uh, life. Life is. Life is. Everyone is just figuring it out on a daily basis. Even probably by second by second. Hmm. Yeah. Because <sighs> a wrench could be thrown in at any given moment. And then you just have to adapt. Right? Yeah. I feel like there's so much happening in the world. All the time. Yeah. Yeah. Is there anything you want to talk about? Ooh. Is there anything I want to talk about? Hmm. Oh, I honestly, I think this is for we gotta talk about what you're doing in your life right now. I've know you've gone through a lot of transitions, transitions. big changes recently. Yeah. Um, yeah. Tell me about like jujitsu and. Oh your, man. Yeah. But so <laughs> crazy, man. Yeah. So. I I quit my full time job last year. Wow. Um, I was working in a, a biotech lab for. Um, I think about like a couple years in total before and I was like really gung-ho about med school mm. um, a lot of it was you know I I was I took a very non-traditional path like outside uh, after high school like I went to be a firefighter and EMT for like two years and then work like I think I, I did a total count it was like 18 different jobs wow. just like ranging from oh my gosh. yeah I was like, I was a tutor. I was a, I was doing the food truck with Peter. I was oh, yeah, a yeah. server. Like, um, I was in ministry. Like, I just, I was a lot attendant at a car dealership. You know, like, wow. I did like literally anything and everything I could just mm. to like do something. You know. Yeah. And I'm so glad I did that. Yeah. And I went to school later, um, but I realized like, and I feel like during this time too, like I was really stuck in like a bubble of just like within the community that like I grew up in. Yeah. And so just, I felt like I was behind. I felt Mm. like, I felt like an absolute failure and, um, I needed some way to like make up for like all these insecurities I'm feeling. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, you know, I was originally going to go to nursing school. Um, I had all the, experience and the prereqs all done i was ready i had my application ready and then one day i was like man i really like remember this experience with this like er doctor when i was at emt just like 
handing off the patient. I was freaking out because like this patient was like she was ODing. Oh my we're, gosh. Like, I'm like basic life support. That's BLS, like EMT basic. You know, I can't push drugs or anything. And then you have the paramedic level, which is um, basically on the level of like an RN. Got it. Um, and so they're able to like administer drugs and like life-saving interventions and stuff. But I just remember like telling my partner like, go lights and sirens like we're, we're going to harborview i was calling the nurse like be ready for us in the in the bay and then i gave them this like short report which is like a really concise like yeah. what was going on with the patient and then um the doctor was just like he had these like med students behind him and he was just like cool as a bean he was like really? good job i'll take it from here and then it was like oh yeah it's gonna be okay you know yeah um, yeah and I was like, man, it's kind of a cool, cool job or not even like a job, but it was just like to be able to bring that kind of peace to like a really chaotic situation mm. was kind of what attracted me to like, hey, what about being a doctor? Oh, yeah, yeah. And so I started the grind, bro. That the prereqs are you oh. have to take it all in sequence, as you know. Oh yes. Um, and bro, it was it was a really hard time because I was working the biotech job. I was mm. working nights, so I'm working from five p.m. to five thirty a.m. My first chemistry class seven thirty in the morning. Then I have lab after, and dude, I would like in between that time after work, I would like go to the YMCA, and just like shoot hoops or like lift because I'm like. I have to stay up. This one time, I remember like standing in the back because I was like catching myself falling asleep. I fell asleep like standing up, bro. Like <laughs> I was like, <laughs> that's wild. I've wow, that's, I've never done that, but that's wild. I don't um, know. You must have been it was exhausted. Just terrible, man. Yeah. Um, but I just I went through that process, man. Um, yeah. For the next couple of years, and I got in um, second time applying to, so it wasn't even the first and. Um, I just remember like feeling so miserable, um, throughout that process. Cause it was like, you know, when you like just start really realizing, like you weren't doing it for the like right reasons. And then just, it was just like, it kind of eats you up when that happens. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, yeah. What asked for a year deferment, I went you know, I, I go to therapy or I did go to therapy at the time. And then just like, it was more like exploratory. Like, mm. why do I feel this way when I go to the hospital? Why do I feel this way before I see patients, you know? And it's like, I have to, I have to really ask myself like the hard questions. Like, why am I doing this? Yeah. Um, instead of just putting my head down in the grindstone and, and just going, cause I know I can do the work for it. Right. Yeah. Um, then it was just like, man you're you're just not the same right man yeah <laughs> pretty much what it came down to yeah and so i quit my job i had nothing lined up shout out to ben yoon by the way he's oh, an ben. amazing wedding photographer um if you're thinking about booking 2023-24 i would definitely hit him up but i ran into him at like a random pickup game like as a sub too so it was like Ah. I wasn't even supposed to play, right? But a guy backed out. And he was like, hey, you, you could play for me. And then I ran into him. I was, like, interested in getting into videography at the time. 
and then I he told me as a wedding photographer I was like do you think I could like shadow you sometime and then that summer I shot eight weddings with Ben like a couple of them were like second shooting for photo but like six of them were solo videographer with no portfolio That's you know how like insane that sounds you have no experience and you go on like one of the most special like precious moments of a couple's life and you're documenting it i'm yeah. like i don't even know what a shutter speed is or you know like yeah it's just like none of the technical stuff i was just like i got a camera i'm ready to shoot and i just showed up yeah so you, wait you you figuratively shot your shot yeah you really sh- wow see a little bit of luck a little bit of timing i'm not gonna lie i don't think i would hire anyone that didn't have experience i'm not gonna lie i mean that that's i I don't think i would have either man that's Um, crazy um granted they were like an add-on like free yeah you know yeah um, yeah as as it should have been um but it was just kind of like and as i was going through that time i was going through i talked to the creative director at my church Mm. and he kind of taught me from the ground up like me uh audio uh video photo and just kind of just took me under his wing i work for him now like under his company um but it's just like he just he's one of those guys i was like i see that you're passionate you're willing i'm gonna pour into you this guy's like a master that's dope you know like over 30 years of filmmaking um and then just being able to learn from him and then from there after like the weddings and then working with dave um it was just kind of like any and every opportunity I got, I took. Yeah. And then I know you you referred to me um, some jobs as well, which thank you. Of course. Um, but it was just kind of like those organic connections, that word of mouth started like doing the snowball effect, but in a good way, not in a debt way. Yeah, you know yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. And then, dude, I mean, that's crazy. I'm literally living the dream right now. That's so wild. Like, I'm. I'm editing for a client uh, remotely. Like I get footage from them. I, I have like steady income. Like Crazy. I just filed for my LLC in March of this year. Oh my so like, gosh, think so about cool. like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like going from nothing to like. I'm just some dude. Sometimes, in my car, like I'll get a phone call randomly, and like, hey, I have a job for you, right? Yeah. I'm just like, I'm like praying. I'm like. That's wild. I did nothing to deserve this. Yeah. But it's like, I just, but thank you. That's crazy. You know? Um, And so this is just kind of what it's been like. There's a lot of things happening, like, um, down the pipeline of this year. Um, Yeah. But I'm just so grateful for what I went through. Because it was a really hard thing to say no to a good thing. Yeah, like med school where yeah. you're guaranteed a job like a spot um, you will never run out of work you won't get laid off for being a doctor yeah um, uh, and I actually really love connecting with patients man I'm, I love people you know yeah and it's yeah. like um, but I think that's like where I had the most growth was when you can say no to a good thing mm. and say yes to like the best thing for you. Ooh, um, it's far. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry, that was pretty long-winded, but that's kind of 
what happened this past year, where I'm at now. Um, man. I mean, that's, isn't that wild to reflect on? Their transition's crazy. <laughs> things, things can move very quickly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. That's, I'm excited for you. You got a lot, a lot going for you right now. I'm excited, man. I'm it's very excited. excited for both of us, dude. There's just, I feel like we've just been winning lately. Yeah, <laughs> yeah man. 100,000 miles. Let's get it. Let's get it. <laughs> just winning out here. Yeah. Celebrating with the moose. Man, oh, no, for real. Oh, my gosh. That's yeah. so crazy, bro. Yeah, it's been, it's been a crazy year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We love to see it. Um, I think I feel I feel like we did pretty good. Yeah, um, I think so. Sarah, I don't want to make this sound like too cliche, uh, but just thinking about the audience in mind. Yeah. Anything you want to share, like what's next for Joe Park, mm. um, and also just kind of like. Any, any nugget or anything you just want to say to the audience mm, yeah. mm. okay oh wow I actually legitimately was not ready for this uh what's next well I'm officially getting married in April um to my to my awesome wife Rachel shout out uh I think on the side as you know I've been I've been um doing some content creation myself uh I <laughs> we didn't get to this but uh I used to do YouTube. This was before. This was before all the foodie stuff was popping off. This was before. This was in the midst of when competitive eating was really, really cool back in the day. Um, so if you want to go find me, you can go find me. Um, but I, I, I enjoy making content. Just it's just fun, right? But I don't want it to take away from my life. Mm-hmm. Like for instance, I don't want to be not in the moment when I'm making. Yeah, like like I do food stuff, right? So when I'm at a restaurant, I don't want it to take my entire time. So I've kind of built this formula where I'm just quick about everything, even yeah. the editing. I'm still trying to find my niche, but I, I really want to do also spots that I have a heart for small businesses, for example. Um, so I love I love like small mom and pop shops or even kids our age that are doing doing cool stuff in food and business, food and beverage. Um, so if you're interested in that, come come follow my Yerang Mokta channel. There's a, there's a pun there, but <laughs> we can discuss that later. But I think from a from a nugget standpoint, um, dang, I feel like I mean the conversation has kind of encompassed a lot of this stuff, but we'll just use the, the thing in my cacao talk. We'll we'll use the always forward, mm-hmm. um, and I think that that's a that's a heavy phrase, right? Because I think you can take it however you want to, but I think in whatever situation you're in. Whatever thing you're going through, whatever hardship, whatever great moment, because I mean, I think we all have hopefully some really good moments, but there, there's always going to be, oh shoot, like what happened to that good moment, right? Um, but I think learning to navigate how you move forward from that, whether that's you reaching out to a young like Justin or something, or like the biggest things that have made impact in my life are people that I can reach out to, you know, like your, like your people. 
Do you know what I'm saying? And I, it's very important to have that because I, whether it's one person or a small community, I think it's super important to be able to lean into someone. I think we're designed to lean into other people. Mm. Um, so being able to find that, but also like for yourself as an individual, being able to navigate that and, and find ways to move forward, whatever that looks like, right? For me, I'd say a decade ago, if you asked me, my outlet, air quote, was working out, mm. right? And now working out is great, but um, I consider more of a, this is for my health, like I need to do this, it gives me a little space away, but what truly gives you that that joy or um, an outlet to be able to say, okay, this this makes my day better or whatever. I, it could be something as trivial as like a, a I don't know, a, can I say beer on this? A, a beer, if you're tw- only if you're 21 plus though, okay? A beer, a cold can of beer sometimes is, woo, boy. But you know, like that, right? If you're able to kind of bounce back from that or turn on your Netflix show and just sit there, not think about anything. Um, just, just keep moving forward because... I don't know. You, you never know what life is going to bring you, right? For example, with Justin. Uh, me, I got married like over the past year. I don't know. You know, you, you don't really know. But it does take getting through some muddy muddy waters. Mm. Maybe let's call it that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, man, I mean, it's not easy. This stuff ain't easy. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that's what people are looking for. But that kind of simplifies a very complex life. I'm, I'm hoping the right people will find it. Yes. Please. Please. Out of our control, right? Yeah, out of our control. Always out of our control. Yeah. But, yeah, man. Thanks for having me. This was fun. Dude, thank you. Not for sure. Well, you're definitely going to be on again. Yeah, let's, yeah. let's do it again. Yeah. I appreciate it. Yeah, brother.